Hello, and welcome to the Do You Podcast. Buckle up, because you're about to go on an adventure. An adventure to unlock your potential and change the direction of your life. I present to you, your host, Vera Stepina. Welcome back to the Do You Podcast. I'm your host, Vera Stepina, and today I have a very exciting guest. His name is Shane Arnott. And Shane is a person that does many, many different things, and I'm actually going to ask about all of those things. But Shane uh, and I worked together for about six or seven months, and he was a sales coach, sales director in our business coaching company. So that's how I know him. We actually got to hang out once and have some coffee, which was great. So my question to you, Shane, is who are you? I'm just another guy. I, I mean, literally, I don't, you know, a lot of people want to give like the textbook answer to something like this. And it's, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a son, I'm a coach, I'm an athlete, an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm a student of life. I think those things would probably best sum me up without giving it some kind of title or some extravagant, you know, celebrity status that I don't deserve. So, Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I think it's very interesting because a lot of times we just have this one identity that we associate with ourselves. And then when somebody asks you, who are you? You're like, well, you know, I'm a mom of three. And then that's kind of it. But there's so many different things that you do. So what is that that you do right now, Shane? I wear quite a few different hats presently. I mean, as you alluded to earlier, I mean, I am the sales director at the Professional Coaching Academy, which I completely enjoy doing. Um, I truly geek out on coaching sales frameworks, psychologies, emotional intelligence, um, and stuff like that. Entrepreneur, I do own a gym. I'm actually an investor in another venture, a tap house that's going to be opened up here locally where I live. And I also run an online coaching, lifestyle coaching business with my wife, Britt. So you said two words in the same sentence. You said sales and psychology. Mm -hmm. And that's very interesting because not many people connect those things. How do you see that? How does psychology relate to sales? Uh, it, it all comes back to really human behavior, you know, all too often, especially like in our field, when I talk to new people that are like starting, you know, like their online coaching business, for instance, and they have sales calls or consultations or whatever they choose to call them. All too often, we see new people that come into the industry. And the first thing that they want to talk about with a, a prospect is themselves and their program and, you know, try to explain how wonderful they are and how wonderful their program is going to help someone else. And I think the intent is pure enough, but we tend to lose sight of the fact that the whole process revolves around that person that's sitting in front of us and they should be the one talking the majority of the time and really diving in and finding out who they are, what they're about, you know, what is it that they're seeking? I, I you've probably heard this and I, I tell a lot of uh, clients that I've worked with is if you're talking more than your prospect, uh, chances are you will never close that prospect and, and convert them to a client. However, if you're sitting back and asking the right questions and allowing them to tell their story, they're going to be more drawn to you than if you wouldn't actually. So yeah. there's, there's body languages, there's, you know, certain things that you can see in a prospect when you're talking to them to let you kind of 
know if you're on the right track, so to speak, or not. Yeah, it's really cool because there's, if I could mention just one thing that I learned from you and, you know, our coaching program is that I learned from you how to shut the fuck up and let the people talk. And not, so it actually brought out like a really cool outcome because not only people were able to share more about themselves, I got to listen and I got to know them better, which in return helped me understand what they need from me and so that I can help them in a better way. So like it serves both sides. Yeah. I mean, it it truly does. And, you know, I'm the world's worst at this. In this setting, when you're asking me about what it is that like I do, right? It's kind of like a role reversal, right? You have now become me and then I'm over here and all I want to do is talk about what I do and what I love and what I enjoy. And I can't keep my mouth shut about it because I truly enjoy it, right? So it's kind of interesting how that dynamic works depending on the setting that you're in. Yeah. And I think it was just very interesting because a lot of times when people think about the business coaching program, they think they're just going to give me tools and I'm just going to follow that. And then I'm going to get the level of success of whatever X, Y, Z. And in reality, it really doesn't work that way. So we actually learn more about psychology and human behavior and different principles that you probably would not learn anywhere else. And that's what makes you a better entrepreneur versus use XYZ script or do this or say this. And so that's a different outcome. Yeah. And you said a couple of things there. One, I, I have a little bit of what I feel others may not, and that's that's fine, but I have what I feel is an advantage when I came into coaching sales is that in a prior life, I was in law enforcement and I was in investigations for a, quite some time. So interview interrogation techniques, I had like extensive training and background in that. And it really helped me create what we talk about as conversational awareness, like truly being dialed into what is being said and then trying to figure out the why behind what is being said, right? Because I mean, in our industry, you know, if you, if you talk about the health and fitness industry primarily, you know, a lot of times everything is very surface level, right? Client comes to you, what do they want to do? They want to lose weight. They want to feel better. I want to lead a healthier lifestyle. I just want to eat better. You know, all these things, you've probably heard it a million times, just like I have. And ideally these aren't the issues that they need solved. They just feel like that's the only thing that's going to get them to where they want to be. So It's always our job to dig a little deeper, which separates us from other coaches, right? Because we're really getting to the heart of the matter instead of, oh yeah, here's my program. It's 99.95 or whatever the case may be. And I'm going to count your reps for six weeks. Like that serves nobody, right? And at least of all, I mean, ideally it doesn't serve your client. You're You're not making any impact in that client's life whatsoever. And on top of that, you're definitely not going to be able to pay the bills and create any kind of legacy within your business at that price point. Um, But aside from that, I'll go so far to, you mentioned something else. I'll go so far to say that in certain instances, a quote unquote script, if you will, can have a place. But when you're having a conversation with someone who is already extremely uncomfortable and has stepped out of their comfort zone enough to sit down in front of you and have this face-to-face conversation about their true problems, they don't want to be talked to like the last person that sat in the seat before them, 
they want to know that they're having a conversation with someone that listens to them. And I think that is so vitally overlooked because we want to rely on scripts or a system, if you will, for sales. And it's, I think it's disingenuous. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I'm actually going to take it a little bit further. When we talk about sales and scripts and asking the right questions. So you said you had a background and you learned how to do that in a more efficient way and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But I find that a lot of times we can actually apply all of that to ourselves because we suck at asking ourselves the right questions. And that's how we get stuck in like life problems because we're asking the wrong questions, right? So if we rely on certain rules or scripts, if you want to do certain things that a lot of times we don't see the bigger picture. So and my favorite topic is when people use, you know, positive affirmations and that kind of stuff. And they look at themselves and they're like, oh, you know, I'm a badass and I'm strong and all of those things. But there is no evidence. There is no background, no, nothing there to prove that it actually exists. Like, it's really hard to believe in that kind of stuff. Right. right. But if you're asking yourself different questions that the answers could be facts, like when you look at yourself and you're like, I'm smart and that's actually true and not something that you say to yourself, then that can lead to, again, a different outcome. Well, absolutely. And I mean, it, it goes, I've said this a couple of things, matter of fact, I think I, I, I put this out on, I don't know, one of the social media platforms, maybe not even a week ago, whether you're an individual, an entrepreneur, or what have you, any problem that you have, you're probably going to be so close to it that you never truly see it. Right. And I mean, nobody's immune to that. You know, the only thing that we can do, and I've, I've witnessed this in, you know, several coaching clients, right? Like we are coaches. We are here to help people discover a better way, if you will. If I was just to encompass it in a sentence, we're just trying to help people find a better way, right? And whenever we receive pushback or we, we receive beliefs that are not based in any kind of evidence or have any kind of structure or framework, you know, we challenge those beliefs, right? But then on the flip side, even though we know that and we challenge that, we do the same thing when we have a coach. I mean, it's, it's literally fascinating, the human behavior that happens. It's like, you know that what you're getting ready to say is complete bullshit. I see it all the time. <laughs> it's total bullshit, but you're going to do it anyway, because in the moment, you don't have anything else that you have to say. And, you know, subconsciously, maybe you just need your beliefs broken. Who knows? But it's fascinating to me. Yeah. What I find really fascinating is that the more you think, like the more progress you think you've made, the more broken beliefs you find, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a part of it is just because you're able to see them a little bit better. And so another surface kind of like opens up and you're like, I didn't know it was there. Yeah. And it's there. Do you have any of those beliefs right now that perhaps you see as broken and maybe you want to change them? For myself? Mm-hmm. I don't really see myself residing in that space anymore. What makes and you I, say that? I think it's wisdom. I think it's just years of experience at this point. I wouldn't say that I'm, again, probably immune to it. Um, but I mean, I've had several instances just in, in my life and in my experience, business and otherwise, where I've literally failed massively or been on the brink of failing and losing everything. And it's been in those moments where the way I perceive things, the way I think about things, and it, it's almost like a different gear that I switch into. And it's, 
this is it. Like, go back to the basics, quit thinking about what is going to happen and decide what you want to make happen and let's go. And it sounds trite and it does, but it's always worked for me. And I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of, you know, up and coming business owners and they really have this struggle, you know, two months in, three months in, six months in, nine months in, and they're like, nothing's happening. It's not happening the way that I've envisioned it. And I literally, and I sit back and I think to myself, you're just starting, allow things to happen, right? Like make concerted, you know, effort and make, take action and make moves to make things happen. I see too many people drowning in busy work to where they're not putting themselves out there to actually interact with a potential client, prospect, customer, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's, I've got to get my program hundred percent correct. I got to go back and I've got to flesh out my calendar or, you know, I've got to, you know, construct this next phase of my training or work on this funnel or, you know, put together, you know, this email drip campaign or whatever the case may be. Like, those are all great things that we need to establish and have those systems and processes in our business. And, but at the same time, doing what we're doing right now, having a conversation with somebody and then solving a problem for somebody, putting yourself out there and putting those reps in to where you're bringing a client on with you. You have a paying client. You're, you're, you're making revenue, right? Like revenue moves everything forward. I agree. But I have to say that too many people are either focused on the busy work and they get paralyzed in it, or they're so focused on the fact that they have to make money that they don't make any. Thank you so much for talking about me. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's everybody. I mean, this is not a problem that is indigenous to any one person or any group of people. This is legitimately everybody. And I mean, you've heard me say this time and time again, and We have a a great person that is our director of systems and operations and everything. Mel, you know Mel personally. She's amazing at what she does, right? So when it comes to systems- Very amazing. Yeah, when it comes to systems and operations, right? I mean, she's like, she is that person. Ask question, get answer. No bullshit, no fluff, no nothing. And that's great. And she'll probably kick me in the ass for saying this, but we can have all the systems and processes that we want in place. But if we don't make a sale, we don't move forward. And it has to come from a place of genuine interest in wanting to make an impact in someone else's life. Like if you're doing that, the money will come. And as that money comes in, you can continually be building systems and processes in the background that help gird and give your business the proper foundation it needs. But we can't stop not attracting clients to us or everything. Doesn't Yeah, doesn't matter how many systems you have, but if people... Like, it doesn't matter how amazing your program is, but if people don't know who you are, then who's going to use that program that you spend years building? You know, it's true. I, so many new online coaches that come in to the space, and I'm talking about those that don't have mentors or coaches or some kind of guidance, right? Like there's, it's almost impossible to truly understand what it is that they do and what they're about. Because for instance, let's, let's look at their social media platforms. Like, Nothing that's going on in their social media platforms gives any indication of who they are, what they do, or if they have a business or what that brand is. 
you know, and that's one thing that I think that we do very well is help facilitate that, you know, for our clients. So somebody clicks on their profile, they're going to know that Vera or Shane, like they know exactly what you're all about the minute they click on your profile. Like this person's a coach. This person does this. It says it right here. You know, all their photos allude to the fact that this is what they do for people. You know, I mean, that's like, that's like one-on-one. That's like going back to the, to the basics. You know, you have to build brand familiarity and awareness and you have to put yourself out there and you have to interact with other people. Yeah. And like everything else, the more you talk to people, the better you get. And you're probably going to suck for a really long time or maybe not long time. That depends, I guess. Oh God. But I, I know I sucked for a long time. So, you know. Absolutely. But here's the thing. You have to go out and want to suck. You have to go out and look for people to tell you no. That's probably key. You have to want to do that. I mean, you just got to put yourself out there. I was talking with a few of our colleagues just the other day. And, you know, a lot of us are have taken our businesses online to a great degree of success. But what's happened is we've allowed this arena, if you will, to truly just be the only arena that we play in to the point where we're not going out and interacting with people one-to-one, you know? So, I mean, for instance, I was just, uh, I was talking with a few people, having a conversation with them on a call the other day. And I was like, when was the last time that you went out to an event in your local community of something that you're interested in, or even just semi-interested in, and just introduce yourself to people, right? Like, don't get into some kind of like salesy conversation with them, but just like build an awareness of who you are and what it is that you do. And then allow that, that readership, if you will, to grow so that when somebody thinks of, oh, hey, you know, I want to get back in shape or, oh, you know, I, I need some accountability in this part of my life. The first person that pops in their head is I met Shane at the Chamber of Commerce thing last week. We were talking about this is exactly what he does. But I think too many times new business owners or, or new coaches like in, in our arena, they, they go out and they're just desperate desperate to make a sale. And I get it. I mean, literally, I mean, money's going to drive your business for it. I do, but you can't, I mean, your, your, your prospects, your clients, they pick up on that right away. And the first thing they're going to do is just, they're going to want to avoid you. It needs to be a conversation that is genuine and literally based in curiosity. I want to know what it is that you do and what you're about. Great to meet you. Hope to see you here next time. And then vice versa, and then leave it at that, and then let that grow, let that relationship establish. These things don't happen overnight. Yeah. And there are so many similarities between how you approach building your business and even health and weight loss, because people, like you said, most new entrepreneurs, they think that there's going to be that one thing that's going to drive them forward. But in reality, it's 100% of all of it. Like you have to do all of them. And so a lot of times, again, because there there are five coaches in Pro Coaching Academy and everybody thinks their thing is the most important, but they also know that all of the five things are the most important. And in the same how people approach weight loss, they're like, oh, it's nutrition, 80% and fitness, 20%, or it's fitness and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's all of it. You have to understand that all of it is going to play a huge role especially those things that you're not even thinking about, Mm -hmm. like your mindset, your self-integrity, your awareness, I don't know, your sleep habits, like all of those things. But if you keep focusing on just one thing, you're probably going to end up not where you want to go. 
And the same, if you keep focusing just on sales because you're so desperate, you're probably going to be lacking so many other things that will essentially help you create the business and help it thrive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to find your balance amongst all of those things. And I can speak directly about sales. This will stay true forever, probably, because it's inherent just in basic human nature. We do not like to feel rejection. Nobody does. Nobody likes to feel rejection. I mean, it's ingrained in us. I mean, we want to, we want to be accepted, right? We don't want to be that person that isn't liked and then have no idea as to the reason why you're not liked. It drives everybody kind of batshit to an extent. And then some of us are just like, I don't, I don't give a shit if you like me or not. But I mean, if we're talking about sales specifically, you don't want to spend all of this time and all of this energy and investing in people hour after hour, day after day after day, and then have those people just go, yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, it just, it starts to beat you into the ground. It starts to beat you into a little bit of submission. And we have to learn to remove the attachment to whatever the outcome is, because that one individual person doesn't move your business forward. It's not the end all be all. Like, especially in the online coaching arena, like look how big your demographic is. It's like, your customer base is huge. And it's all about how you are putting yourself out there and how much reach you actually have. Funny story. I think I shared this with you before, but I can remember back in the day when I was getting my feet wet and I wasn't working for a country company, but I was, I had hired them as my business mentor and we were running six week challenges and it was, it was very effective. But when I started out, I mean, right out the gate, I was having these coaches tell me that I needed to price this six-week challenge at like $599, $699. And I'm over here in Eastern Washington. Like I'm not in Seattle. I'm not in a metropolitan area. Like I've been to your gym. You're in the middle of a little town. Like it's know, so right? tiny. Like we have like literally between the three cities that are here, maybe 350,000 people. So, and the cool thing about it is, is because we have that the Hanford uh, nuclear site, like we, we almost have like our own economy that doesn't really like get hit like the rest of the nation does. It's, it's very unique. So there's that, that's good. But I was like, I'm not in a metropolitan area. I can't charge these prices for something like this. And they're like, no, 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 you got to do it. So I was like, well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to do that. I was like, but here's what I will do. Like I'll shoot. I'll try, like, this is my thought process. I'll shoot for, I'll try 299 and let's just see what happens. But this just doesn't sound like it's going to work for me. And it was all in my head. So the first 30 days, I sold like 30 something of those. And during that whole month, I am literally going back and forth with my coaches. I'm going, where have these people been? I've never been exposed to this before. I was in a situation at that point where it was like, I had to do or die because I had just went through a divorce I had a, a ton of money that I had to put out to buy out, you know, my ex and, and other things that I needed to do. And I was like, okay, I got to, it's sink or swim time. If I'm going to make this happen, I got to do this. So that was a massive influx of money in that first month, first 30 days, like 299 is like 37 people. I'm like, holy shit. You know, here I am charging $115 a month for CrossFit classes. And I'm here and most people say, wow, that's expensive. And I'm like, whatever. So I was challenged the very next month to go up to 599 or 699. I was like, no, no, no. I, I still, I still at that point didn't have enough proof. Like this was probably some kind of anomaly. 
So I went to three ninety nine. I was a chicken food. shit. Oh, toe chicken shit. I, I mean, I I own it one hundred percent. I sold thirty something of those, and I'm sitting here. I'm beside myself now. I'm pissed <laughs> because I could have went to what they were telling me to do, and I was going to be out. You know, everything that I had missed. So long story short, I ended up going to four ninety nine. That's where I stopped with it, and I did that. I waited a month and then I started another month and I just like, okay, I'm going to try it. What the hell? I sold 45, 46 of those at 499 and it was easier than the 299. Interesting. Why? Because I finally stepped in and believed in the value and the services that I was providing. And I had all these people that have come in at 299 and 399 and they were all getting results. They were all happy. They were all starting to convert as regular members. So I was retaining a bunch of these people. My gym was growing like at a faster rate than the previous six years. And I'm like, holy shit. So like the 40, the 45, 46 that I sold at 499, I'm like sitting over here going, I got what you want. It's up to you. Like there was a position, I I don't mean to come off as cocky or anything, but it, it was a position of confidence at that point that I had the social proof Like I had all these walking billboards that were getting results. We were making impact in this many people's lives, almost like a hundred people already. So that these people were coming on were referrals and people that came in due to marketing campaigns. It was a mix of those people. It was just, I was in a different mindset. I looked at it differently. I was finally stepping into the fact that, my God, you've been doing this X amount of years. You have all this knowledge. You have all this education. Like, why are you, why are you lowballing yourself anymore? Stop. Right. Which is interesting because like you said, you just need to allow things to happen. Mm-hmm. You just, but also you need to step into that uncomfortable zone. And the more discomfort you put yourself against, the faster you're probably going to be better. Yeah. I, I actually made a, and we have a, a free group, a free group for the, uh, for PCA. I made a post in there earlier this morning. And, and, and this is very true. And it, it goes to what I was just talking about. It's like, if someone were to show you how to take your new business from zero to $4,000 a month in revenue, right? Like, let's keep it very basic, like $4,000. Okay. And then be able to double that and triple that or beyond on a consistent basis, on a monthly basis. Like you could go to eight, you could go to 12, you could go wherever with that. Like how much would you expend to get that knowledge to be able to replicate that? Yeah, how many responses do you get? Well, yeah, my answer is always this. Like if I wanna make 4K and I can be able to make 4K and do it over and over again, I will spend 4K to get it. Like if you tell me that I'm going to 10X it, and if you're going to take my existing business, let's say it's making 10K and I'm going to go to 40 or 50K and my investment is 10,000, I'm in. It's all here. You have to believe that it's going to happen. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's if you don't believe that you can do it, then it doesn't matter how many, like how many thousands of dollars anybody is promising you, right? because you're still not going to believe it, but it's the ability of also seeing like the second order consequences and understanding where that's going to take me in six months from now. That's what investment is. And the reality is you're probably not going to make that $4,000 like immediately. And the biggest thing that gets in the way, and this is just my experience, this is my opinion. It could be wrong and people can call me out on this all day long if they want. But my experience is this, 
especially when, uh, up and coming coaches that are, you know, uh, new to the industry or whatnot, or, you know, they're just getting their feet wet or trying to establish themselves if you will. They're waiting to see if they can figure it out. They're literally waiting to see if they can figure it out on their own. And they're just hoping that if they just keep shotgunning shit here and there and everywhere, something, I think you said at one time, it's like throwing shit against the wall and waiting for something to stick. Right. Yep. It just, you, what waste, if? yeah, you waste so much time. So much time is wasted with not having any kind of guidance and direction. You know, I think Mel said this one time in one of our uh, coaching calls, she says, if you take the, all of the coaches that are uh, within uh, the, the and PCA and you put together their years of experience and you put together their countless failures along the way and the shit that they've gone through and overcome and the obstacles they've overcome and the breadth of experience and wealth of knowledge, if you put all of that into one location and you allow all of that to help you avoid everything that they went through so that you can grow and scale and avoid the pitfalls that happen when you just throw shit against the wall. It's a no brainer. Yeah. It's completely, it's just, it's just a no brainer. It really is. And I mean, that could be in any, any coaching environment. I mean, there's good God, the coaching industry is it's huge. Yeah. It's everybody really, can find something that works for them or would that yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I think, PCA is everything great. Uh, but I think, it's, like I saw it somewhere, and I don't know who said that, so I'm not going to lie. But they said, pros make it look easy, and amateurs think it is. Yes. And that's exactly how it is. It is. That's a very true statement. Love that, as a matter of fact. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. But yeah. it, it's true. It's like it's like the person in the gym that's ripped. Yeah. They're like, oh, genetics. Oh, yeah. They just walked into the gym that way. Yeah. Not knowing that that person, like maybe five years ago, was 100 pounds heavier, survived a major car accident, went through a hell of a, a rehabilitation, and finally decided that I'm going to unfuck myself and become the version of me that I've always envisioned, right? And that person yeah. probably sought out help from people far smarter than them because they probably didn't know how to do it. And look where they're yeah. at. You know? Yeah, I think over the years of me going through different, I've, I've gone through multiple coaching programs. And at some point, I just opened myself up to all of those things. And I'm like, I may be good at certain things, but I suck at all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go for it. So I spent a lot of money. Honestly, I never think of it as a waste of money, because I still learned different things from every program. But overall, if we're thinking about like four or five years of different coaching programs that I have been on probably saved me 15 years of like failures in my life. But we never think about that. We never think about like, if I do this, what am I going to not do? Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, if I invest in this, I'm going to spend all this money. And, but you don't think about like wasting 10 years of your life, trying different things, fucking keto and like all of the other stuff on the internet. And that's going to get, get in the way. And so this is what I call open-mindedness is where you allow other people to help and mm -hmm. see things for you that you don't necessarily see because we don't No, we don't. Yeah. It's hard to accept too. Oh, it, it truly is. And, and again, fascinating it's <laughs> your behavior, but you said something, you know, about avoiding 10 or 15 years of failure. Like imagine if you could avoid even just one. Yeah. Like the magnitude of change that that could have 
on a person through an individual endeavor or even an entrepreneurial endeavor. If you were to avoid three years or five years of pitfalls to be able to completely turn around, change things in six months to a year, what is that worth? You just have to allow yourself to see all of these possibilities. <laughs> yeah, it also works the other way around when people say, oh, I only lost five pounds this month. But if, <laughs> you know, like if you keep doing that, you may just lose 60 per year. You ever think about that? It's true. You know, the, the issue, and I have this, I used to have this conversation with my clients when I was coaching at the gym uh, all the time. And, I, you know, I bring them in for like, you know, some kind of challenge or whatever the case may be. And I would hear that same thing. Well, I've only lost a pound this week or I've only lost two pounds this week. And, and sometimes, like you just said, you hear somebody say, oh, I've only lost five pounds this week. I'm like only, right? And I tell them like, this is your problem right here. This little contraption right here, this little phone is your problem. And the reason why it's your problem is because we have been so programmed to receive instant gratification from anything that we pursue, like two clicks, I can find out anything about any subject matter, whatever the case may be. And I have that information right here in front of me. And I'm sorry, you know, I, I've told my clients this over and over and over again. You are a human being. You are a mammal. You are an animal. Your body doesn't work like that. Physiologically, it's impossible for you to lose 50 pounds in a month. And, you know, it's, it's a perception and you have to break that perception. I mean, draw a timeline for somebody, whether it's a business or whether it's a weight loss issue, draw a timeline and ask somebody when the last time was that their business or their, or they were healthy. Okay. And then draw that timeline out to the current day, the present. Is that three years? Is that five years? Is that 10 years? Now you got the person over here who's unhealthy and they want to sit there and go, okay, I want to do this six week challenge. Okay. That's great. That's it's fun. You know, you're doing something, you're taking a step, good for you, but you're not going to unfuck three to five years of you destroying yourself in six weeks. If not more. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Same thing is for business. Like if you haven't been running your business, you know, with the right systems, processes, and the, the proper guidance, if that's not happening and you've been doing that for X number of years, like don't expect to come in to a mentorship program or a coaching program. And like within a month or two, all of a sudden you've turned everything fucking around. There's a lot of damage that has been done and we need to assess that damage. Then we need to come up with a way around that damage and then start curing it, right? We got to come up with a diagnosis first or we're not going to unfuck anything. Exactly. And so. I think with a diagnosis also, you know, comes the being able to, understand that your goals will change and they should change. And again, there are certain things that happen. Like in March of 2019, I was building my gym yeah. and four days later, there was no gym. So there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing is you, you said it just a second ago, your goals are going to change. My God, if your goals are not changing, if they're not evolving consistently, something is wrong. You've just reached stagnation. Yeah, uh, you need to get your, your area out of your ass. That's what you need to do. Yeah, completely. I mean, let's just say that you're a coach and you coach other coaches, right? Like don't ever allow yourself to get in the mindset of, oh, I've arrived, so to speak. I'm a coach that coaches <laughs> other coaches so they can coach other people because you will miss out on opportunities that literally present themselves to you because you think that you know better or you know a better way. 
Like ego is a motherfucker and it will totally destroy opportunities. Case in point, I'll share this real quick. I know you got to go. When you hit me up the other day and you told me what you did and the, and what you did for this recent challenge that you're doing with your program, fucking light bulb went on. I was like, this is genius, right? And I had to hate myself for a moment. Why didn't you I, think about that? Well, it, it's that because, well, and I'll actually, I did this like five years ago. So like if you win your challenge, then you get, you know, your money back and you can apply it to a membership or some shit like that. I forget exactly how it was, right? But I like listened to everything that you were saying and I'm like, fuck, genius, yet so simple. Where the fuck was my head? So I was, you know, I got on the phone with Brett. I was like, okay, blah, 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 blah. I just got finished talking to Vera. I'm thinking, let's just try and see what happens. Boom. You got to keep your fucking mind open to other shit. Yeah. And I didn't go out looking for that. You just wanted to share that with me as friends and as colleagues. And I'm like, that's fucking great. Look what you're doing. Like crushing it. And then I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why am I not doing that? Right. And I actually had the same light bulb moment because I was looking at, I was just validating all of my clients' progress, right? And I'm looking at them and I'm like, how, like, why are these seven people have so much better progress? I'm like, what, why? Mm -hmm. And then I look at what we did last year. I'm like, I held their hand through the first 12 weeks Mm -hmm. through the foundational skills. So they developed those skills and they practice them without thinking about them. I'm like, How fucking genius is that? Mm -hmm. Why don't I do that again? And the same thing applies to anybody that needs to build a business. We have to be- You have to revisit. Yeah, we have to be there in those initial stages to give someone the tactics, the skills, the strategies, the knowledge, the education, all of the things so they can start to implement a little bit at a time and then eventually fan out and build their business. Yeah. And it was just having like an element of fun in that, you know, like how I got used to waking up at four o'clock in the morning because Alex Hermosi said, let's do a challenge for a month and wake up at 4 a.m. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then I did. And here I am like now, if I don't set an alarm, it's anywhere between 4.30 and 5.17 I'm up. And like that sticks to you because you practice that over and over and over, over again without thinking, oh my God, I have to do this boring thing. Like nobody wants to focus on you know, Excel sheets and tracking their things. But if you put it in a different perspective, then you can. So actually like my very last question to you before I let you go, I was going to, so this is some just interesting that I was thinking about after, you know, I talked to you the other day and then I was like, I have some other friends who are coaches that we can share our things with each other. But how, like, I find it so interesting that if you like bitch about how terrible your life is how everything sucks in your life on social media people like oh my god i'm so sorry you know people are so sympathetic but if you share your success especially talking about money is like so you know no no um people are like well bitch you're bragging and you know you gotta stay humble and shut the fuck up like why is that like do you ever find it do you ever see that oh all the time okay here's the deal with that uh the first scenario someone who's always like debbie downer it's a fucking self-fulfilling prophecy. And you're either going to break out of that shit or you're not. Because if you keep doing it, especially through social media platforms, all literally, and I hate to be very blunt about this, but it's true. Uh, you're always going to, your family and friends are going to show up for you, right? And they're going to genuinely do it with the intent to try to like support you and make you feel better. But a lot of times that's not exactly what takes place. 
they're actually allowing you to reside and rest in the shit that you keep repeating to yourself. It also makes them feel better about themselves. I just wanted to throw it in here. No, it's true. It's very true. And I'm not saying that the intent isn't pure or they're not, you know, it's not coming from a good place, but the outcome is the exact opposite. Like you literally will keep somebody drowning in their own shit if you just keep going in and saying, it's going to be okay. You're a beautiful person. Everybody gets trophies here. Life is going to be good. I know today sucks. Tomorrow will be so much better. You know, there's gold at the end of the rainbow, all this shit, right? I always say no, tomorrow is not going to be better. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and then on the other side of this, and this is especially true, like, oh my God, I've heard this from several different like trainers, coaches, you name it. The minute that you start to be even semi-successful, and let's just use, what can I use here for a second? You buy a new car. You finally get to the point where you get rid of either the bicycle, the motorcycle, the moped, or the beater that you've been driving around because you haven't been able to afford anything. And you buy a new car and you show up to the gym. And then, you know, when you show up, you know, several people are coming in for class and they go, oh, must be nice. Like, fuck you. Okay. And I know like a lot of people, especially people that, you know, they're probably just joking at you and throwing shade, you know, whatnot. I get that. That's fine. But then there's other people that are just like, they're they're just haters and you have to just rise above it. Right. You have to ignore it. But for the love of God, don't run from it. Like I've literally talked to coaches that are like, well, when I go to the gym, I just ride my bike or I take my moped or whatever the case may be. Cause I don't want people to see my, you know, my new truck or my new car. Cause that's all I hear about. I'm like, fuck that. Like, what, why, why do they get to go and work at a nine to five job and make 50, 60, 70, hundred thousand dollars a year, drive whatever the hell they want up to your gym. And they don't have to answer for that for any reason. What makes you subjected to have to answer to anything? You don't step into your shit show up at the fucking gym in a goddamn Lambo. Right. Yeah. And I mean, stop making shit about yourself. Like it says nothing about you, but it says everything about them. And I mean, like I always, I'm actually going to record a podcast episode about where I came from because uh, Chandler actually brought it up. He's like, you need to record one about how you came here as an immigrant with $300 in your pocket, not speaking language, worked in restaurants, have been like harassed by restaurant owners because I didn't have a fucking, you know, work permit and all of those things. And somehow I made it to where I am now. And Sometimes I'm like, should I, can I even talk about my success? Or people think I'm like, is, is it cocky? And I, I don't think it is because no, like See, we work and we earn our things and that's what everybody should do. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, it, it's not a sense of cockiness if you're talking about your success in the light of how your story can help and make impact in another person. Right. By virtue of what we do, we make impact in other people's lives because we have a genuine passion for it. So if your story or your success can do that for someone else, you should feel obligated to share that and not hide from it. There's always going to be those out there that this is going to sound so cliche, but it's, it's very true that wish they could do what you or I or some others do. And they can't get out of their own way to do it. So I have to throw shade at it. It goes back to what you were talking about earlier. It's, it's like self-fulfilling prophecy of that person that's always like, the world is against me. It's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. And they're you know putting their life on display, their poor, tragic, sordid life on display on social media. And they never go anywhere with it. They just don't. They can't break out of it. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with a lady that I don't know at all. She's on my Facebook. I just 
we friended each other, whatever. And so she actually posted a story that she, her husband, you know, lost his job and she's like, our car broke and we're looking for help with the tires. Can somebody offer me something to do? I can clean your house. I can watch your kids, like all of those things, because we, we just need the second car so we can, you know, both work and all of those things. And uh, so I PayPal her $50 and then I reached out to her and I'm like, like, if you're looking to get out of this situation, mm-hmm. these are the things that you need to do. Right. And you can't always rely, like there are people that help, but you need to get out of this situation. And I'm like, don't take it, you know, uh, don't, don't take it personally, but these are the things that I've done and you can build that yourself. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like her response was very, very grateful. And she's like, I'm so grateful for everything that you suggested and how can I do this and how can I do that? Where would I look for resources on YouTube? And I was actually like super happy to help because if I can help that one person mm-hmm. to do that, then how many other people can also learn from that? Well, absolutely. But I mean, where did it, it came from a genuine place, right? Yeah. When you come from a genuine place, people pick up on that. Like when you tell people what it is that they need to do, or what they should be doing, then it comes from uh, I'm commanding you or I'm directing you to do something. And then you get the response of, who are you to tell me what the fuck to do? Right? Right. So yeah. when you and she was looking for works, you know, she was looking for advice. And so some people just get stuck in that situation and they like truly don't know what to do. And right. so if I can help just direct them, hopefully that helps. Maybe not because I can't make choices for them. But like you said, there are so many people that just sit there and then bitch and do nothing about it. Yeah. And it's a very sad place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always say that's why I'm unbreakable because I will find a hole anywhere and I'll get out. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just it's just the way you're built, right? And there's a, there's a there's a foundation of that that resides within you and then it's been honed and chiseled through again years of experience, exposure to other worldviews, allowing yourself to be coached and mentored so that you can see things in a different way. Like, again, back to cliches, if you can't have an open mind and just be a student of life, then you get what you ask for. Yeah. When you think you know everything, that means you know nothing. And that's how we should take our life and just live our life like that. I tell my people in in sales calls all the time, and, and this is true in life too, sales and in life. And I'll end with this. The most important discipline in sales and the most important discipline in life is asking. If you don't ask for what you want, you're never going to receive what you want. Yep. And I agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Shane. This was wonderful. And I know we can talk for a long time. Maybe (laughs) we'll talk again. I have a plane ticket, you know, to Washington. Just kidding, but you never know. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much. So if anybody uh, is looking for business advice, if anybody wants to find you, what's the best way to find you or reach out to you? So the best way that they can uh, reach out to me is, uh, well, of course, you can reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. Easy to find. Uh, but you can uh, catch me at uh, Shane at ProCoachAcademy.com. Or you can reach at, reach me at my own personal email because I use it quite a lot, too. It's just Shane at ShaneArnott.com. Thanks. Awesome. So for everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, or whatever those things that people on podcast say, you know, I have no idea, but please come and visit my Facebook page because I'm about to announce super, super exciting thing. 
next week. Shana's like, what is she talking about? But I'm actually planning something really, really cool and pretty massive. And I'm so excited to talk about it, but I'm going to share all of the news on my Facebook page. So please visit and until next time. Bye. We thank you for listening and hope that our show helped you look deeper into your life and see how many opportunities you have right now to change the direction of your life. Please remember to subscribe, rate the show, and share on your social media with hashtags Do You by Vera, SD Transformation Coaching, and From Broken to Unbreakable. Catch you on the flip side.